Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. You're in for a treat today because our trip report is a very fresh show because we're talking about the Princess Half Marathon weekend from, well, just a weekend ago. We're talking with Marcy from up in Chicago, and she ran all of the races, the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and she even did the sunrise yoga And we hear all about that. We hear about her stay at Pop Century. Some great meals at places like Primo Piatto, which you know that is high on my list. They also visited the theme parks and used Genie Plus, hung out with friends, visited Disney Springs. So you need a virtual trip report all over Walt Disney World. We even talk about Flamingo Crossing. Know what that is? You're going to find out today. So get ready for, for a trip down to Walt Disney World. Today's show, of course, brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel, where we are helping you book that 2025 Walt Disney World vacation right now. And for the next month, you will get increased booking bonuses for booking with us at The Magic for Less. No additional cost to you. So just check out all the details right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere and heartfelt thank you to our patrons. You guys are the all-stars of our show. We couldn't do it without you. And you can support us as well, starting at just $5 per month. And you'll get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over and join us. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2446 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend and well, it's time to head back to work and school here in early March, but not too bad. You know, we got to do this to pay for our Disney vacations and you know we're in the spring here almost I mean it's not officially spring but hey we're getting there so we're gonna have a good time talking about a very recent trip runners get ready we're gonna talk about princess last weekend but if you're not a runner no worries hang with us there's plenty of stuff outside of lacing up the sneakers and uh we're not gonna talk about shin splints or blisters or anything like that we're gonna talk about great weather for once at at a race weekend I mean that's that's a uh, few and far between down at Walt Disney World over the past few years. We're having a great time headed up to Chicago land with our good friend Marcy. Marcy, happy Monday. Thanks for coming on the show today. Happy Monday. I am so excited. I'm probably looking forward to this a little almost as much as Princess Weekend. It gave me something excited to come home for. Oh my gosh. I can give you a bell right off the top for that. You just <laughs> made my week. That's awesome. So I gotta tell you, as a native Chicago. Uh, Chicago, uh, Chicagoan, uh, I guess that is. Um, I don't know. Immediately, I need Portillo's, I think. Um, I'm dreaming of a Chicago dog. But as we're recording, I know that there's a famous weatherman that is retiring this week that has flooded my social media because, of course, Paige is up there, so I kind of follow a lot of stuff up there. Um, Tom Skilling? It, big yeah, deal? I know the name. <laughs> okay, so you, but you're not a, like a big uh, fan of his or, or something like that. But apparently, he is a legend in Chicago. That is a, uh, he is he is retired, and that's it's all I see on social media. I uh, 
I grew up in central Illinois, so we've so only know, been okay. in Chicago for about seven years. Uh, which, and I just follow the app, so I don't, and we don't have cable, so like, I don't know. You can, okay, you see the age gap between us, right? I, I'm the old dude who sits down at nine o'clock and watches my weatherman, and he tells me, even though I've seen on the app 72 times what the weather's going to be for the next seven days during the day. But, you know, I just got to back it up with, like, you know, my, my guy, Glenn Zimmerman, or whoever's on Channel 2 here in St. Louis. I, okay, never mind. But apparently this guy's a legend because people are losing their stuff over their weatherman retiring. I guess he's been on the air up there for, like, 30 years or something. So that, it it must be a big thing. But, uh, yeah, Chicago, yeah, well, Chicago's like cool the place. voice of the Cardinals and stuff, uh, you know? Like, if you lose anybody that, yeah, that yeah. you hear all the time, it's comforting, and it'd be sad. Like, if Mayor Buddy Dyer ever... Uh, goes away from the monorail at MCO. I don't. I don't know what I'll do. I know. I know because you you wouldn't have an official welcome, right? You you wouldn't officially be on the the first monorail ride. I mean, do you consider that your first ride of the trip? That's I mean, the, that's how right? I know I'm I'm in Florida. We've flown into Tampa a couple of times, and I'm like, this is not for me. Yeah, Scott does that sometimes. I'm like, what what are you doing? What, you, you're you're not the right place. Anyway. Let's talk about, well, before we get into the trip to Princess last weekend and, and kind of dive into the details of everything you did down there, because you guys crammed a ton in there besides the running, but we'll talk about the races too. Give us a little history with your background in the Disney fandom. So how did it all start for you? Yeah, well, I grew up, you know, kind of in the renaissance of the Disney movies. So Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. You know, so I always liked it, but we grew up going to Wisconsin Dells every year. So nice. I actually didn't go to Disney for the first time until 2011 after I graduated from veterinary school. And we had a friend from undergrad who was on her fourth year of the college program. So she got me and my husband in for free uh, and I was hooked. And it was just, I, it was so immersive. You know, I had been to a Six Flags uh, and this was just, I, I just had this overwhelming feeling of wanting to touch everything mm -hmm. and like you take it all in. And so around that time, some friends were getting into running and I saw that Disney had races. And so our next trip was actually February of 2013 for um, the princess half marathon. And it was going to be a once in a lifetime. Like, Everybody has first. that. I, like, yeah, we're just going to go the one time. We're going to do yeah. it right because we're yeah. never going to come back. We got to do it. We got to do it right this time. <laughs> yeah. And it completely snowballed from there where we go, we have annual pass, you know, we go three, four times a year. I sometimes can tack it on for work things. Um, so we just love it. And it's not really a hard sell. My husband is not a runner, um, but it's not a hard sell to get out of Chicago. Typically this year's an exception. <laughs> But not a hard sell to get out of Chicago in February to go down for the race. Let me ask you about that first time you went down, though, because your story sounds very similar to mine, right? Because I grew up, we only went to Six Flags. We never had the means to go to really on vacation as a kid. We only went once just down to spring training because my dad caught a major league pitcher and he paid for our family to go down one time. Passed through the Magic Kingdom a half a day. It rained. You know, didn't stay on site or anything like that. We just bought a day ticket. And... I just remember being in there and just how, like, it's same thing. Like, it was so themed. I, it, I was like a fifth grader, but, I mean, it was just such a, it was so different than what I had experienced at Six Flags just southwest of St. Louis, you know? It, Six Flags had roller coasters and rides, and it was a step up from, like, our county fair, but it was just a different level when we went into the Magic Kingdom. I remember the hat shop. Like, it stuck with me. The hat shop had, it wasn't just selling hats, but, like, the whole store 
you know, had like trees and vines and stuff, you know, like the whole like store stole, like told a story. It was incredible. I just remember coming home like it was more than a hat shop. It was just a, an environment. Do you remember anything from that very first trip that was like unique or weird? That this really sticks with you from that that time that, that made you kind of really kind of fall in love with the place? Well, you said weird, so I'll go with I weird. like that kind of stuff because it's, <laughs> because as Disney fans, I think we all kind of have that. Like, why does that stick with me? But it, it's kind of important to our story. I just remember being on Pirates and like, I, I'm not kidding. I know I did. I didn't do this, but I wanted to touch the water. Like, I wanted to see how deep it was. I wanted to see how the track was going. And I was just fascinated by all of that. And then every like, you know, small world and haunted mansion just i was captivated by all of the details um but i just remember distinctly being like i want to touch this water and it's so gross i don't know why but i did it's okay to want to touch it just don't drink it um <laughs> maybe not touch it either but you know, it's one of the two probably touch it rather than drink it so okay so you mentioned in your notes though because sometimes i ask this question sometimes i don't if you could bring something back and I got to give you this because you did mention this in your notes. The two things you said you bring back are like near and dear to my heart. Oh my gosh, you're singing my song. So just go ahead and share with our audience because it just does me so happy to hear these two things. It's the big debate in our household because like without a doubt, I bring back the Osborne life. Yes. Even if, and I hate to say this out loud, but if they charge for it and set up a structure somewhere else, I would, I go, would too. I would do it. <laughs> I have a video that I keep on my phone from the last time we got to visit it when it the year it was uh, closed down, like dancing in the street to like Feliz Navidad mm -hmm. and just closing it down as managers are like walking us through. So not a proud, like I would without a doubt bring that back. But the other thing is ample hills on the boardwalk wow. and that edges it out slightly because like that's year round. So you could do that, but um, we miss it so much. We miss that ice cream so much. I don't know what, it, I mean, they had ooey gooey butter cake ice cream, which was, I mean, as a St. Louis and that's kind of our jam. We that and some toasted ravioli and we're set. I mean, that's kind of our claim to fame, but, oh, I, I loved it. I know we have the ice cream shop still on the boardwalk, but it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's not the same. It's not. I mean, it, it's ice cream and I'll, I, I eat it every time because I mean, I'm not gonna pass up ice cream, but ample hills, man. I don't know what it was. It was just like, whew, so good. Now, let me ask you this, though, as a runner, did you ever get an opportunity to run through the Osborne Lights over a wine and dine? No, oh, I haven't man, done that wine was and awesome. dine yet. Oh, my gosh. That was that was an experience, man. That was so cool back in the day. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> that was one of the highlights because that was the, back when it was obviously, I guess, that yeah, it was a night race. It was when, night. Yeah, because it, like, if you were, yeah, because in the morning, it's still dark. But yeah, that was back because. Yeah, those were night races back then. Oh, man, I miss wine and dine being a night race, but that's an, another story for another day. All right, let's talk about your trip. So you were down last weekend. So tell us how this trip came together, where you stayed. You went with your yeah. husband, but you had some other friends you were obviously meeting up and hanging out with. So give us some background on all that. Yeah, this... So this is my 11th princess. I've done it every year since 2013. And of course, 2021, they took a year off. Yep. Uh, and so I, I'm perfect for the challenge, not for the half marathon, but for the 10 K and the half, uh, together. And it, it has evolved so much. It started out as just me and my husband and now it's friends and family and different people going different way, but we sort of have our routine and we're like, this is where we'll be. Mm -hmm. And people can join us and, and go their own ways, uh, as they want to. So the main planning party was my husband and I, and we book almost as soon as packages come 
out. We really like Pop Century for race weekends because we are familiar with it. I know the bus route. I know like how to get things done. Uh, so that's where we stayed. I prefer the 50s buildings, but we were in the 70s this time. Uh, and so then over the years, some friends have started um, adding on and a good chunk of us stayed at Pop Century, um, including my mom and dad. And then we had two friends that were at the Waldorf Astoria and two friends <laughs> at the Riviera. The fancy friends, we call them. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And that was our friends that the Riviera, they just bought into DVC. So this was their first stay there. So they were really excited. Very nice. So we're like, we'll meet you at Primo Piatto. Have a, have yes. a Madame yeah. Croak ready for me when I get there. That, that's, that's what I'd tell your friends. No, you know, so I hate speaking of pop century for race weekends. I was talking with a guest a couple of days ago over at the magic for less, you know, I always debrief some of my, another runner that's a lizard. And we were talking about, I don't know if it was, yeah, they were just getting back from princess. And they said they, they they strayed away from Pop Century for Princess and they stayed, I think, at a moderate. I can't remember. Maybe it was a deluxe. I think it was a deluxe. I think it was like Beecher Yacht. And he said, he's like, yeah, it was it was nice. Like, I, it was really nice to stay at a deluxe. He's like, however, for a race weekend, I'm going back to Pop for Marathon Weekend next year because he said, I feel more of a camaraderie with runners at pop century for some reason he's like i just feel like the runners are there and i was like you know what you're right because it because sometimes i stray and i go to coronado like my two jams are like pop century and coronado for race weekends i just kind of like both um but yeah i i when he said that i never kind of put two and two together but pop century it seems like runners do flock there because it's a value, it's kind of the nicest value, I think, kind of just kind of fits everybody's needs. Got the Skyliner, got good transportation, but it seems like runners kind of, that's their sweet spot for a race weekend. Agree? Yeah, yeah. and and the theming, it, it's just, it's it's loud and in your face, which yep. I kind of feel like runners yep. are, and so <laughs> I love that energy. Like, I, I just love it, and I... I never caught her name, but the woman that runs the bus stop is about the most positive and energetic yes. person you could ever meet. Like when I never had this happen, but when we got off the bus, um, coming back, they were clapping for us. They had buttons out for us. They were cheering. Everyone was clapping. It was incredible. And so like to have that amount of energy. And the other thing is like, I want to save the moderates and deluxes for when I'm not running, because when I run these races, we're up so early any bed is comfortable. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> a nicer bed. So I like to save those for different trips. That's a good point. But see, here's that too. And like when I go solo for these, uh, these race weekends, I try not to make it too fancy because I don't want to catch, you know, too much from back home. But, you know, hey, why stay in a beach club? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just at Pop Century. I'm just at a value, you know. The only <laughs> thing that Pop Century is missing and the, the values, you know, you don't have the hot tub. So if you need that as part of your recovery routine, point. that would be the only like major consideration. That's a good point. Just kind of puts me to sleep, but you know, that's yeah. what you got to do. All right. So let's talk about your arrival. You guys get there. You stayed your first night. It looks like uh, offsite at Flamingo Crossing. So tell me about that because I'm not familiar with that. How's that? Yeah. So we, um, we got in late Wednesday night. So rather than spend a night uh, at Disney hotels, um, we stayed at Flamingo Crossing, which is one of the newer developments. And it's just outside of the gates that are near um, Animal Kingdom and Coronado. And we've stayed there quite a bit. It's awesome. There's um, a Target. There's lots of good hotels that have breakfast, you know, in the morning. There's a Starbucks. 
and I have found running routes all around because they're all developing townhomes and and there's I think there's even like a convenient care or emergency room around there. I think there's some new cast member um, housing that they've mm -hmm. put out there. So it's really developing and it's it is like two stoplights from being on property. So we were within the the 45 miles that you have to do the virtual queue for uh, the merchandise and everything. So we were there and so we decided to start the day Thursday at Animal Kingdom because we had just seen that the baby elephant went on uh, yep. stage. So we wanted to get a safari in and we thought that'd be our only trip to Animal Kingdom. So um, it was really convenient and very easy. And you're a veterinarian by trade, correct? Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, how cool is that? You could see a little baby. I mean, I'm sure you don't have many patients that are elephants in Chicago. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are very big, though. <laughs> what What is the craziest animal you've ever treated up in up in your area? Anything? Oh, anything I wild? mean, treated. I only work on dogs and cats. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, I mean, in Chicago, you know, I'm in St. Louis, and so I got to yeah. give some give a hard time to Chicago. And sometimes, I mean, what what are they? What do what do Chicagoans at? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some of the dogs, though, they're like, you know, 140, 150 pounds. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's nuts. Yeah. But in school, you know, you get the, the tigers and you get some of the other wild. Holy things. cow. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, Mizzou, that is our mascot. So there you go. It's good, good, good to know if I ever, if we ever have a, you know, we don't have a live one. LSU does, though. So they, they may be calling. Uh, we have a lot of LSU fans. So let's talk about, okay, now you, you hit the word that I got to get to. We'll talk about Animal Kingdom in a second. But that virtual queue thing, does that still, because you've done so many of these races, right? Uh, you're, you're a veteran to this. The 45-mile radius, you got to check in for the virtual queue to get the official run Disney merchandise. You don't have to do it for everything, or you don't have to do it to get your bibs and stuff like that if you're un unfamiliar with how this works. But you do have to check in if you want to get the official run Disney merchandise, which is like the, the jackets and the, 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 you know, the, the sweatshirts and stuff that is, you know, we'll have the princess half marathon. I did it stuff. Mm -hmm. What, how, how was the expo? How was the experience with the virtual queue? Give us, let's talk expo real quick. And then we'll go yeah. back to day one at animal kingdom. Yeah. And this was probably my least favorite expo experience. Oh, I just hate the expo. <laughs> it, I, I gotta be honest. Cause I'm not a shopper. It, I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I like the merchandise. I really want to make sure I get an uh, ornament. And Anna and Elsa are my favorite characters, and they were the challenge this year. So I was like, I really like. It's important to me that we get get some of that merchandise. And so I said, the only way I can do that is to to enter the queue. And last year our queue number was pretty late, so we kind of made our plans based on that. And we, I think we had number like forty eight or something like that. So we got called about ninety minutes after it opened. But, and so we timed it. So we'd kind of finished up Animal Kingdom, just a couple of things that we wanted to do. And so we're like, well, we'll get over there. We'll get our bib. And I've never had this happen before, but there was a line to get in to get the bibs, which was very confusing to yes, me. Yes, I had that last time at uh, Marathon Weekend. I waited, a I, I waited in the line all the way around the baseball field yeah. to get my bib. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why it exists because when you go in there, there's going to be lines for where your yep. bib Each is. Each number <laughs> set. Yep. I know. It's 100%. So. Then of course my virtual queue gets called during that time. Every time you have an hour. Off. Yep. <laughs> so we've already committed to this line. So then we go to the virtual the virtual queue line, and then that 
secret line room in there oh, is yeah. like half the warm-up room for the cheerleaders yeah that's the, yeah. the then you're saying yeah isn't a virtual queue supposed to eliminate lines that's what i always yeah. say nope it just puts you in the big room yeah and as we were passing because we so we went to the bibs which is in one building and then you pass where the expo and like the t-shirt pickup is that line was wrapped clear around and i just had to hope and hope that by the time we got done the merchandise that line would be gone and it was so we lucked out with that part of it but even being in the the disney merchandise 90 minutes after pretty much everything we wanted was still there except for the anna and elsa oh. tank top in my size which I just couldn't believe. And so, but I found one on a mannequin and they very kindly let me buy it off the mannequin. So this, this mannequin doesn't need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had to stand next to it. And of course they had to like bring a shirt over. Cause they're like, we, you know, who knows what people would take pictures of and all that. Oh my so, gosh. There's a whole See, thing. If it was Scott so, and I, I'd be like, this mannequin's about to be naked. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a whole thing, but I, it just, the expos are tough. So it's, it's such a because you're conflicted right like i don't want to wait in all these lines but i do want the, the most merch. opportunities to buy yeah. the merchandise and so i it's just there's like a tension there that i don't know how to solve it's i know i i don't know what they can do and the thing is it's it's all and i don't want to get into this because it's just it's the same thing every race weekend it's those people that go in there and soak up everything right off the bat it just drives me wild and then go to ebay and it's on you know by noon it's all on ebay for inflated prices mm -hmm. they gotta fix that they gotta give the runners that have bibs yeah. first shot at just getting one thing you know what i'm saying like you do not to buy 20 things to go resell but like if you want a jacket you want an ornament you get a shot to get one of each thing you know yeah. like somehow like, it's I would just, love it if fair. they would let us pre-order and then put the, yeah. the pickup where the t-shirts are or something. Cause like, I know they want to drive people to the expo. Like I, that's how they're yeah. making money from exhibitors, but like, there's gotta be a way to, to do this to, to some of that stuff that we know, like the jackets and the yeah. ornaments, like people want those. And then you have a better idea of how much to make so that you don't overproduce things. Right. I haven't gotten a dopey jacket the last two years, you know and I mean? Like I run that and I train for that the entire year. You know what I'm saying? Like I put in a ton of miles, yeah. like, yeah. So I just feel though, you know, if you put in the time and you know, I feel like I, I trained for two years, you know, that I put in the miles that I should have the opportunity to, at least get one jacket. You know, I've earned that opportunity. Everybody should have that opportunity. So you think maybe you should be able to pre-order or something along those lines? Yeah, I think pre-ordering or just having access a little or holding holding some merchandise back, right? Like we put some of it out the first day, put some of it out the second day just to, to make it a little more fair. Agreed. Okay, so you guys went to Animal Kingdom, knocked out a few things, got to see the new baby elephant cutest pyro i mean i saw it on instagram but i mean i'm sure in person it's absolutely cute it's, right it was really cute and it was one of the best um uh, safaris we'd been on and we we do this one a lot that's like my favorite attraction at animal kingdom and it the animals were active it was you know cooler weather and like there at one point there's two ostriches that ran right in front of our vehicle and then three rhinos came right after them and i've stopped for giraffes before but we had never stopped in that area for ostriches and rhinos so that was really really neat awesome now you wrapped up the day so this was kind of my like nightmare day of an animal kingdom because you went to the expo you also went to disney springs and did some shopping you also went to Publix, but you didn't get a pub sub i don't think i mean no. that's the only reason i would go to Publix, but you got some groceries so did everything kind of go smooth? You still got to bed rather early to get ready for the races. 
Yeah, this, we like I said, we kind of have our routines. We love the boathouse. I love sitting out on the water and we kind of have our, you know, the 5K is just a fun run. And so True. we like to split the burger and have a couple of drinks that we like. And Publix is nice because then I can get all the fuel that we need for the week. And we had friends coming in, but they were all, they're all teachers. Uh, so they couldn't take much time off school. So we got their groceries as well. And then organized the room. And I have a very strict, they call, my friends make fun of me, but they call it the curfew, but we're in bed <laughs> and relaxing by seven 30. Like that's not negotiable. I love that because I try and I fail, but that's good on you. And shout out to all of our teachers who try to make these race weekends because it is hard. It can be done. But you got to be creative in, first of all, how you approach your administrators, how you tell them that you're going to be out. Um, you got to be creative in that and, and how you hustle back, you know, because a lot of times you're leaving on Sunday and still teaching school on Monday. I don't know if your friends had to do that, That's but I mean, it, it's a big yeah. commitment. Yeah, it's hard. Shout out to yeah. them. That's awesome. All right. So 5K day. That's Friday because you did all the races. I know if we mentioned that. So up early. I mean, probably 2.30, 3 o'clock, 2.30, yeah, I'm guessing. I, I set my phone alarm. I set a wake-up call to the room. So I always like having Mickey, mm -hmm. you know, wake me up. Um, but then get on the bus. And they started the buses early at Pop. Um, so they were going 15, 20 minutes early, which I, but I think a lot of runners, as you mentioned earlier, stay there. So I think there's a lot of yep. people. The bus system was flawless. I We had zero problems this year, which was incredible. And that 5K race, I, I love how approachable it is. I love how families do it. They interviewed the what they think is the youngest run Disney runner possibly because her birthday was the day before. She was just turned five. Nice. That's how old you have to be for the 5K. So it was really cool. So you, you've been there many times. John Pelkey, uh, Carissa, Riley out there in the, in the crowds there getting the stories. You know, sometimes they're heartfelt. Sometimes they're hilarious. Um, maybe a few words about the announcing team that always gets us excited and ready in those moments while we're just kind of hanging out in the crowds. Yeah. I mean, I, so I run a lot of races and there are just some things that obviously Disney does so much better. Like the entertainment is incredible and the team and the, the production, I, I don't know if people have been listening to Carissa and John's podcast, mm -hmm. yep. but they talk a lot about the background right. of it. And I just, it's incredible. They have to, their day starts so much earlier than ours and they bring so much energy and are encouraging. And I can't imagine keeping that up for as long as they do. It's, it just, it brings a smile to my face every time. And that's, I mean, Disney does a lot of things. Their volunteers, their cast members are incredible. They really spoil you. Their porta potties and their bag check. I've never experienced anything as seamless as those, those things in races. You know you're a runner when you're excited about porta potties. That's uh, that's, that's one of our um, characteristics. Got to love us mm -hmm. for that. But yeah, if you want to check out John and uh, Chris's uh, show, it's three, two, one, go the podcast. So check it out on all the uh, the places. All right, so real quick, give us a, the five k. Any, any special character encounters? Any uh, excitement on the course? Uh, did you guys just kind of have a good time with your friends? That, that like just walk run. Or, I was the only one that did the 5k. Okay. So, um, it was, I love that one cause it's so much in the parks and I love the, um, you know, when I, I'm, I was in the first corral, so it was still dark when I was going through. And so the torches are all lit up and, um, 
back and and the lights on all the buildings so it just wasn't was neat i think um i was really sad because one of my friends her favorite character are the mice from cinderella that do all the sewing oh that's ricky's and, favorite characters jocks and somebody uh, oh, oh gus and jack is that is that not who that is is that right no it's one of the the girl ones that does, oh, okay like, i don't know see i don't watch thing. movies i just know i got one in a happy meal toy one time and she got all yeah. excited so so they had Cinderella the Prince and one of the mice there. Okay. And I was like, oh, I wish she was running this one. She was running the 10K the next day. Um, so they had a few character stops. But then what was really neat, this was my first time doing one of the races since they opened up the new areas in Epcot. So it was really windy. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was, yep. it, but really cool photo. I mean, they probably had three, maybe four character stops. But then they had places you could stop and take photos, like with PhotoPass photographers of places around Epcot and there were so many of them and they had some really neat shots that I had never had before. So it's just, that one's really fun. So it took, took it pretty easy that day and it was, it was really cool. Yeah. The 5k is fun just because there's really no stress. There's no sweeping. I feel like Dora the Explorer sweeper, no sweeping, <laughs> uh, nothing like that. And the good news is like you get done and you're still back and you can shower and you can, I mean, if you want to go to a theme park, you can get there for rope drop. You can still get breakfast probably before and still mm -hmm. make rope drop. If you want. I mean, that's, it's, it's so stress-free and it just kicks off the weekend in a good way. Now notice here, you were meeting up your, with your friends. You mentioned that we're new DVC. It looks like over at the Riv Primo Piatto for breakfast. I mean, you already got a 5k under your belt going to Primo Piatto for breakfast. looks like it's going to be a great day. So give us some highlights for the rest of the day. Yeah, it, that was really tasty. <laughs> it's just a good place to go. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and it's such a nice skyline. The Skyliner is just such a great ride. Um, and then I think that was the day that we then met everyone at Epcot, I think is, is what yeah, we did that like day. It, yeah. It's all blurring. Now. Uh, and they we, we did like living with the land, which is a must do for me. And then we went over to Soren and we kind of got fooled. You know, they said the wait, they, I think we just hit the line right as the time was going up. But these are, when you have friends around, the, the lines really didn't matter That's true. To You're us. just hanging out. Yeah, 100% yeah. true. Yeah. So it was super fun. And then our friends are very new DVC members. And so they didn't know about the lounge, but we had been up there with other friends. And so we were able to kind of talk to them about what that was and they they took us all up yeah. there which was also really cool to sit and relax and have i mean they had all kind the freestyle coke machines yes <laughs> we were there and uh snacks so that was nice and then a bunch of them went and did Ga guardians of the galaxy i stayed with everyone's stuff i've done guardians i do fine with it but i just wasn't gonna risk it the day before a race smart yeah it's like do i need to not really not really. And yeah, yeah, somebody has to guard the stuff while everybody else is doing Guardians. I, I would have been with you. I mean, no, it's I can't do it, but it's fine. So then I I went back, to, uh, my husband and I went, and our other tradition, like I'm very set in my ways. I'm, so, I, I love that because I am more set in my ways than anybody I know in the history of the world. Like the same thing every day might lunch. be <laughs> a bit much, Mike. I don't know. So <laughs> we take the Skyliner back. And then before the 10K, I always eat dinner at art of animation mm -hmm. in the lion king section now that so. is that you know, that's very specific i mean if you said landscape of flavors i'd have been like yeah oh, okay but i mean in the lion king section yeah. i like it man that is very specific 
And when you go at like four or something, there's really not that much of a line. So that's really nice too. And it's very quiet. Although somebody, they were setting up for a birthday party next to us. You're like, sorry, um, kid, you can't have your party here, man. This is my tradition. Yeah. <laughs> so case I, we tomorrow. left before, before the party started. And then my, my friends that were, that came in, they all went to the expo. So they didn't get to the expo until, um, you know, it would have been four or five that evening. And um, I think they were all still able to buy most of the merchandise they wanted. So there still was items left that they they were excited about. And then they all texted me by the time they were back at 7.15 and said they made curfew so that we, we oh could all God. go to bed at the same time. Did you put an Apple tag out of our app? What are those? Uh, the air tag? Just to make sure yeah. everybody can track them. Make sure you're yep. in bed. That's awesome. Okay, so, but... I'm seeing here in the notes that discipline pays off curfews eating at the right times in the right places in the lion King section. It does pay off because on the 10 K day and the weather was yeah. great by the way, this weekend, I mean, right. It yeah. was like perfect for runners. I mean, the weather was oh. the most perfect I had ever seen it. You know, it was in the high forties, low fifties at the start of each of the races. But then during the day with the sunshine, it got up to the mid seventies. So it was just beautiful. I mean, you couldn't, could not have asked for better weather at all. And so I, how I usually structure these races is I really want to try to do a personal best in the 10 K and then I call the half marathon, my victory lap. And so I got, and one of my friends was in the A corral with me, which was really awesome because I could do a warm up. She could hold our spot and um, she was going to stop for characters and had a beautiful Jasmine costume on. So it was fun to have someone to talk to. That's the first time I've had friends run the 10 K with me. And so we all approached it a little differently. So I, I went out for the PR and was a little devastated because the unofficial time said I got it by a second, but then the official time like rounded it up a second. Uh. So it tied my previous uh, PR. But you, these are literally the worst finish line photos I have ever gotten. But see, you got to embrace that though. Like sometimes they're so bad, yep. they're good. That's what I it was. It, you can tell that I had nothing left. And you can see like when you're <laughs> rounding the corner to the finish, I have this look on my face like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like panic in the disco, man. Yeah. It's panic in the shoot. So, they're very funny. And then um, one of my other friends, uh, it was, I think maybe only his second 10K or so, and he got a, a massive PR. And then the two remaining friends decided to run together. And at every photo, they didn't, I did, they didn't stop for characters, but at every time they saw a photographer, they did like a different pose or something. And so those, it was like really fun to see everybody's photos coming in and, I like this course, but I really prefer the previous 10K course, which is, I think, what you all had on Marathon Weekend, because this one's like three and a half miles out on the roads, and then you barely dip into Hollywood Studios, and then you do Boardwalk and everything, where previously, we would do a couple miles on the road, and then you get into World Showcase, Boardwalk, and like come back in, so um, I, I like the course, but I definitely prefer the other one. Well, it's a fast course. I can tell you looking at your time. I mean, because I, I, I look at the same thing, like the 5K, I don't really worry about. The 10K is the race where I do try to give everything I got because I I love the philosophy. To me, like, and I'm not a runner at all, but the way I see it in my mind's eye is like the 10K is almost like a controlled sprint for like as long as you, it, it's, it, it's it's painful, but like you can hold it for like as long you're dying at the end, but like you can go almost as hard as you can until you can't 
Like, but I mean, a half marathon, you can't do that. Like, you got to pace yourself. In a marathon, yeah. you just got to help you. You just try to get to the finish line. It doesn't matter, whatever it takes. But I'm with you. Like, that's the race I try to give everything I got because I know it's going to be like, for now, my time isn't nowhere near yours. But like, for me, it's like, oh my God, if I can just do this for like 50 minutes, like, and just go as hard as I can, 52, 55, as I get older, it gets higher. But it's one of those things like, I just give it everything I got and that's my fun race. And then the half marathon, I, I try to give what I got left, but yeah, I mean, you really got, I mean, you got up there and placed, I mean, in your, you know, in, in the women's field and in your age group and, and, you know, the lizards did great. I mean, we had uh, one of the Buckley boys, I think Nathan, uh, I think he came in like third overall, like, or something like that. I mean, he's yeah, unbelievable. I saw that. Holy God. And I think one of the, I think the bachelor won the race or something like that. Yeah. And he's from St. Louis. Apparently. There was a, they interviewed the the someone from St. Louis. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's, I saw him on the news. I'm like, oh my God, I guess I guess he's the bachelor. Because I saw the bachelor one and they're like, this guy from St. Louis one. So I'm like, two and two together. The bachelor's from St. Louis. But anyway, congratulations on your PR and congratulations on placing. That is wild. Yeah. So how, how do you celebrate the rest of it? I'd be on like a total runner's high, getting a PR, flying through the course. Holy smoke. So how's the rest I, of your day? Well, it, you know, it, it was like up on a high. And then when I found out I tied my previous PR, I had to have a moment of like, okay, this is fine. This Still, is, this I mean, are you kidding me with that time? Come on now. Yeah, you can't be sad. Oh, I man. know. But then, but then my mind starts going like, well, should I try to PR in the half marathon? Oh, like, see, you, so are, I, so you, we you went have to, runner's-itis. You totally I do. know. I know. So we went to Alan Compass <laughs> uh, for breakfast, my husband and I, while everybody else, because everyone else ran the 10K. Of course, they were used to running the half. So they were so excited. They got back just exactly how you said for the 5K. They got ready and they didn't quite rope. They weren't able to quite rope drop, but they were able to hit the day mm -hmm. hard um, because most of them were going to be going home on Sunday. And so I was like, I, I cannot keep up with them because I'm doing the race tomorrow and then I'm doing yoga on Monday. So I we did a, like a, a slower down breakfast and that's where I started getting, I got a post-it note out and was like writing down times. And then I was like, I just can't, like I'm too tired. And so- throughout the day, the race did catch up with me. Like, I don't think I ate enough afterwards. And so I got really tired and worn down. So we took, my husband and I took that day very easy and met everyone at Hollywood studios while they, they had genie plus and they, they did just about everything. I think they said you could do, um, cause rock and roller coasters down and, but they did everything else and, um, just had the best time. But I like, at one point they all went for lunch and I just got like a bowl of rice from docking bay seven um oh, just white rice and i did start to feel like a new person after I had a little bit of that see over the race weekends i just destroy everything that comes past me because that's why i'm there is just to eat yeah um but yeah well, that's but i mean i get it sometimes you're not hungry after you eat my thing is like i get hungry the day after you know yes. it's like 24 hours after the yeah. after the event yeah I yeah so that's that's what usually happens to me too which we luckily i'm I would just like to give a shout out. I know Hollywood Studios is a hard place to eat, but Docking Bay 7, I think you need to give it another try. I really like the kids meal. They have a pasta that also comes with broccoli. So at least I feel like I'm being a little healthy <laughs> and then you can get white rice. So when we have to eat in Hollywood Studios, that's usually where we go. I did have, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I had like a rice thing that had like two big chicken nuggets. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was like a huge couple chicken nuggets. I mean, it wasn't bad, but... I just, I'm not a healthy eater. Like it was, well, I, it, is, it is a healthier option though. I'll give you that. If you're looking for something kind of healthy, Docking Bay 7 is the place to go. 
That's I, like, I it. It. Yeah. yeah. So my friends had a much, so I again kept my curfew. I, we were going to go to Via Napoli because that's usually what we do before the half marathon. Now see, that, so my parents, now see, now see that's a better choice. I mean, yes. 100%. <laughs> my parents were going to join my husband and I for Via Napoli. But again, I was just feeling really run down. So I am very grateful for those two hour cancellations. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, you know, Via Napoli's loud and all the, run, like, all the runners were going to be there. And I, we ended up canceling it and going back to, the Lion King section. Of <laughs> like, I mean, it worked the day before. I would have the same thing. Like, hey, man, I yeah. might have another PR in me if I eat that meal again. Exactly. Yeah. So we did that and had like a quiet evening and I started to feel much better. And then my, my friends like just kept going. And they, a couple of the highlights that they shared with me was they did um, the Woody's Backyard Barbecue uh, and they loved it. And they, I haven't been there yet and they, I know they don't have the big pencil, but they got to ride little stick horses. Nice. In. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> just so about like that. They used to have over wilderness lodge at uh whispering Canyon. I think they they're probably have. the same yeah. horses. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably, they're probably babies. And they closed down the, so they had a late Oga's canteen. One of our friends is a huge, huge star Wars fan. So they had a late Oga's reservation. So they were some of the last people in the park and they didn't know that the Skyliner stops. So uh, Skyliner stops at 10, it stopped at 1030 that night and they were out past that. And so they, they essentially like save buses and mm-hmm. they, they tell you which bus you're getting on and they hold all the buses until the last person's out, their park is clear and then they send them. So that was, they, I think they were all a little tired by that point. So um, that made the day just a little longer, but I think that's really important for people to know that like, you just need to check the last Skyliner ride of the day. If that's, if you're relying on that. Good tip. Did they go back and nap at some point? I mean, that's no. like, oh my God, that's, oh my God. That, that is just like, when I'm thinking about this, like going to Oga's at the, at the end of the night, if starting the day with a race and oh my, I'm thinking like they were up almost like a long time. A long time. Especially so, but they all got to sleep in the next day because after the half marathon, we did go to Kona. So uh, that refueled all of us and it was amazing. All right. So let's talk about half morning. Sunday is always the big race, the long race of the weekend. And uh, you're coming off a of PR, but you got you know, 13.1 in front of you. So uh, how do you get yourself mentally ready and how did the day unfold? I cannot believe, like this was my 11th princess and every year I end up loving this race even more. It, it is just phenomenal. I mean, and you see some of the same people in the corrals. And so you get to know people and it, the energy for that day is always off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like the, the team, the announcers bring the energy and everything. It just, and the weather was perfect. So it was so fun. I loved it. And this was the first time so the, the very first princess that I ran, my husband did come to the finish line, but by that point, the field was so crowded and the spectator, I, I didn't even know he was there. And so to me, it wasn't worth him getting up. So ever since then, no one's ever been there, but my dad is, he's done dopey like three times and he's done a bunch of other races. And so he wanted to come and spectate. So they rode with me on the bus. They were staying at Pop Century. They rode with me on the bus. They were going to take the monorail to the TTC and then you monorail to Magic Kingdom to watch on Main Street. And then we were pretty sure they'd have time to get back to the finish to watch me. But what they learned, because we didn't, we'd never done any of this, is the monorail doesn't start from Epcot until 4.30. Yep. And then they hold you at the TTC until 5. And then they let you on to Main Street, which all worked out 
fine, but uh, just things that they didn't know. And they made friends along the way, but it was so amazing having them there because they got incredible videos of me running, um, at both the finish and, uh, at the castle. And it just, I, I just love that course. And I think, I know people dread mile 10 and 11 with those hills that, you know, you run the on-ramp and then there's all these hills. But when I was running it, the sun was just coming up. And so you have this beautiful view of the property and like the Swan and Dolphin and Epcot and the sun is just coming up. No one around me was appreciated as much as I did. So I was like, I was like, everyone look at this. See, I never you know? appreciate mile 10 or 11. I don't care what it looks like. I just want, once I hit 10 or 11, I just want to see 13.1 and a big old thing is says finish. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I just wanted people to take in the moment. And so there was two bike, you know, like bike medics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you have the best view. <laughs> like I was like talking to them. And I think like, they were you're the only happy me. person I've seen around these 20,000 runners. Yeah. So I just, it, again, the, the volunteers were incredible. The entertainment was amazing. The, the choir there at the end, they oh, were love the choir. Always get rocking it. The, all three races. I last year I hit them almost, I think all three of the races again, they were like on break, you know, uh -huh. and so they were there and cheering, yeah. but they weren't seeing, but this year I, I got them and it was, I was back and forth with the 145 pace group the entire race. And I loved that because like they were giving cues to people. So I had like this thing to sort of key off of. It was, it was just so much fun. Yeah. If, if you can sit in with a pace group where, you know, like, okay, they're, they're, they're pushing you. Like you see the pace and like, you know, that, you know, it's a slightly uncomfortable, but if I can hang with them, I can get a really good time. You know, that's going to be something I'm proud of, you know, like I, I always see them and I'm like, if I can just hold on and not lose that post, you know, like for, for a little while, you know, and it, you know, you get to mile eight, mile nine, you're like, I'm not going to lose that post. I'm staying with them for the next four miles, whether it kills me or not. They are nice to be out there to the pacers. You know, and if you mm -hmm. lose them, you just try to hang with the next guy that comes up behind you. And yeah, shout out to the pacing groups. We appreciate yeah. that out there. Let me ask you this though. Okay. So you're out there half marathon, you know, you're, you're hanging on, you're doing great. What advice would you give somebody though that is that is tackling this distance for the first time out there? Because again, Sunday's a little bit different. You know, you're out there for a couple of hours, sometimes three, four hours for folks that are running this for the first time. You're obviously flying. And also, one other thing I want to mention, you know, you said your dad was out there, your husband seeing you various places throughout the course. Let me just say that is that is a, so a a uh just showing your love for your runner because it is not easy to get around to see your runner in various places on the course. You might say, Oh, it's so easy to go from Epcot to main street back to, you know, the there's places like you can see one of the places I recommend watching your runner is at Epcot, but where the buses pick you up at Epcot yeah. before the finish, because it's less crowded and you can have more of an intimate experience with your runner mm -hmm. right before they go into Epcot. But it's hard to get around. I mean, even like riding the monorail, like you say, it doesn't run discontinuously. You got to wait, like you said, to get held. And so it's, it's, and you got to get up and go to the, you know, race at two 30 in the morning with your runner. I mean, it's a huge, huge commitment from your, your, you know, support team. So shout out to the folks who do that, like your dad and your husband, if anybody has that, it's a, it's a real commitment. It's awesome. You know, example of love for your runner. But what would you say to people that are thinking about doing this as we kind of talk, you know, kind of wrap up the running portion, give, give some advice. Cause you're so experienced at this. Yeah. Disney is like 
the best, I, I think the best place that you can do any of this, my, my advice is always to, to do the training mm -hmm. and, and have the confidence that you can do this, but then just soak it up. I know I just went on and on about how I wanted a PR and everything, but this is the 11th time I've, you know, done it. Um, but just really appreciating all the work that go and being grateful. That's what I find. Like when it's really hard, I find just like having a grateful attitude of appreciating the sunrise, appreciating the people around me, cheering someone else on really boosts you up. And so if you're feeling down, it sounds counterintuitive, but sort of say something positive to someone else. Like, I like your outfit. You're looking strong today. Great Thanks point. for being here to the, to the volunteers. I guarantee you, you will have a new pep in your step and just really knowing what works for you. So just putting in some training, even if it's, if it's walking or, you know, sleep, that's just as important too. Um, just believing that you can do it and, and then sign up, sign up for it because it's totally that's worth the it. hardest part sometimes, <laughs> honestly, for like challenges. I mean, you just gotta yeah. be lucky. Yeah. yeah. No, I love, I, I, you know, I've never heard anybody verbalize that, that on the course, and I need to think about this myself. I've never heard this because this is something I'm going to take to heart. That's why I love doing this show. I learn something every Monday on these podcasts. Still doing the show for 16 years almost in a couple of weeks here. And I love this because I learned that that is such a great piece of advice. Just being grateful when you're on the course and you're struggling because as runners, we all struggle. No matter how many races we've done, no matter how many times and miles we put in training and so forth. I mean, when I hit mile nine, I donk every single time. Mile 11 is so hard for me. Mile six is always so hard for me. But if I just think about how grateful I am to be out there and I try to give some positive reinforcement to a runner next to me or a volunteer, when you do that verbally, you just can't help but kind of pick yourself up at the same time. I never even thought about that, but that is so yeah. true. Yeah. And if you can't talk, just like a little clap yeah. or something, real, like it, it makes a difference. I'm going to do that. I love, I've never thought about that, but I like it. Okay. So the rest of the day, you finish the 13, you've got all your challenge medals, clang, 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 and you're doing all that stuff. I'm sure you're getting pictures, but what do you do the rest of the day to kind of celebrate, get yoga coming up, but say you did yoga at the end, which I'll talk about yeah. in a second, but yeah. how do you kind of finish out the, the parks here at the, the end? So we did Kona for breakfast, mostly Good so we can stuff. park also at yeah. Magic, get to Magic Kingdom. Smart. Uh, and so that's what we did that day. Uh, most people were leaving that day. A few, uh, one friend and, and another set. So three did Genie Plus at Magic Kingdom that day. And I, I just didn't know if I could commit to that. So we took it easy. We all had a Tron uh, Lightning Lane. Somebody was good enough to get that. And it came up while we were at breakfast. So we just take our receipt. Had no problems getting on uh, for Tron. And then we did easy, like People Mover. Um, some shows and things like that. So, and then throughout the day, people just kept leaving. And then I was pretty tired. So we ended up back uh, at kind of early again, cause I had yoga the next day. You also had geyser point though, right? For dinner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that That's another good? thing we love doing is uh, geyser point. So that was just uh, my husband and I, uh, we went to geyser point. We love sitting at the bar there again, out on the water and the food is so good. And we made a nice couple friend that was like catty corner to us. Like we were on the corners and they gave us all kinds of cruising tips. Nice. <laughs> so it was a great conversation. Runners and cruisers like to share tips. Just, yes. Uh, yeah. Just, I was less like, we ordered a bowl of fries and like crab cakes and wings. And Michael was talking to the other couple and I downed the, the bowl of fries. Like he's like, 
uh, were any of those for me? Yeah, you turn, <laughs> nope. that, that's my wife. Like she turns around, like, uh, d- didn't we just have wings here? I was like, sorry, man. I thought you, I thought like, you were talking. Yours. I just kept exactly. <laughs> you had your chance. Uh, waiter, can we get another order of wings? <laughs> it's always my thing. Okay, so again, if you don't know, sometimes uh, Disney, Run Disney's added this probably over the last couple of years. This sunrise or surprise, sun, I think it's sunrise yoga (laughs) and uh, i wouldn't know because i'm like the tin man if i ever did this it'd be the world's funniest thing you could that's how i describe myself i say i'm a tin man too (laughs) i think it's funny that runners do yoga in general because runners generally are the most inflexible people in the world so i might like to come see this but i would be the worst of the worst they would just kick me out immediately but so they did it at the end because usually it's the kickoff to the Mm -hmm. weekend this was at the end, which kind of you said makes more sense because you want to stretch after an event. But uh, how did that go for you? Yeah. So this was my first time doing it. And when it was before, I was just not too interested in doing it. I was worried about like an injury or another early morning. Uh, so this, I learned a lot. I They give you a lot of good information. So it's important to read those emails because this is a newer event. Um, but essentially you had to be at the ticket and transportation center for check-in at 4 a.m. And everyone had to be there and the monorail's not running. It was all bus service. So even if you were at some of those close ones, like you had to get to the ticket and transportation center. And so I ended up driving because we had a rental car because I thought to myself, oh, I'll get back earlier. So because I won't have to wait on a bus. But I learned that that wasn't the case. So essentially, everyone has to be at ticket and transportation center um, by 4 a.m. to check in. You have a check in pass, you get a wristband and then everyone gets ferried over. Um, at the same time. <clears throat> and then they're really smart because it is, the mats are all laid out and it could just be a free for all. So they take you in groups of 50 so that you can find your place on the mat. And they have the two main instructors up by the castle. And then they have scattered other instructors closer by that you can see a little bit better. And Cinderella greeted us when oh, we got nice. there. And then it was amazing. Well, those pictures always look so cool on Instagram, right? Like with all the mats and, the, mm-hmm. you know, the little layout there in front of Cinderella Castle. How, how many people, how many mats are there? 1,700? Like, yeah, they told are us 1,700. I was going to guess it was like 200. Like, that's holy what I thought. Cow, 1,700. Yeah. Are you kidding? They, that's because oh we God. asked, and I, I was shocked that they fit all of us in no there. No kidding. I thought, I thought it was like 200. Like an Adventureland. That's <laughs> crazy. I, I would have guessed 200, like from the yeah. pictures. That's yeah. why, and Carissa's up there, right? Kind of, yep. she, 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 I don't know if she's like an instructor or she just kind of like a cheerleader. She was just it. kind of welcoming. I don't know yeah. if she went somewhere else and, and did it, but the part that I, cause I was kind of off to the left, I was about equal with the partner statue, but off to the left. Um, so it was a great view and they did a little fire. They, they had the princesses come out, a little fireworks show at the end. And then you get to keep the yoga mat. But then when you left, the buses were where they normally were. So you could have taken a bus um uh, back nice. and then the people who drove were fairy and i debated like i called my husband to be like should i just leave the car because i was like in the front row of zerg so i was yeah. like do we just leave the car You're here sweet and end there because we we're going to end in magic kingdom uh but I, I drove back but so i got back at exactly the same time as the buses did so real quick about the yoga thing because i'm never going to do it probably because it, again it'd be the world's funniest thing but um like how how aggressive is it? Like what in, in how long does it last? Like real quick, like one minute yeah. review of the experience of the yoga. It's about 50 minutes total of like yoga time. It is entry level. Okay. Like, that's what they, I, I mean, they, they go over everything. And I think people that are more advanced 
would know how to make it more advanced for themselves. But it was very gentle. It was almost more meditative. Uh, and But, I, you know, we did get a good stretch. The only thing I would say is really do watch the weather. I mean, I had a, I had a hoodie, hoodie on and leggings and, and gloves, and I was still very cold. And, in fact, shivered for, like, the hour afterwards, too, until I got, like, a warm drink because it just – you're not moving as much as you do when you run. And that probably won't be the case for every yoga, but it was, you know, 45 at the start. And so it was very cold. And then the other advice that I had seen online is to bring like a towel or something because they get dew on the mats. And so wiping that down is really helpful. So you're not wet and cold. Plus, you're from Chicago. If you're cold at 45, man, everybody's, you know, most people are going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. you're, you're from sure. a cold place. All right. So you, you finish that up, you get back. You're there for Monday and Tuesday, obviously, you came home. We're recording this on Wednesdays. So you just got back yesterday. But um, you get to have some fun now. You know, the running's done. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some time in the parks. Uh, it's all behind you. So give us the, the theme park kind of fun here in the last five to ten minutes here. So the only people remaining were my husband, Michael, and I, and our friend, John, who is a big, big Star Wars fan. And we love soaking up the atmosphere and stuff. So he was playing the data pad thing. I don't mm -hmm. even know this stuff. I'm not. Yeah, I yeah. like Star Wars casually. But he was unlocking all kinds of stuff and like achieved all kinds of levels. And I think he became a major or something to the point where he had reached the level where sometimes they'll send the stormtroopers out and like detain you. Really? They didn't, I didn't know we that were, was like, even an option. That. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we were hoping that would happen, but it didn't. So he spent for, forever in there. We rope dropped Rise of the Resistance. Awesome experience. He, I mean, he'd done all this before, but it was just so fun to do it with him. I kind of started wearing down. We had Genie Plus this day, but our plan was we would get like, I think we got Mickey and Minnie's and then we we're going to stack Magic Kingdom in the evening. So after we did Mickey and Minnie's and we grabbed a quick lunch, I went back and napped and they did more Star Wars, but then they went to Epcot and um, they did like Test Track Single Rider and I think Spaceship Earth. And then they got one of the, I don't even know how to say it, but the Bomkuchen. Oh, it's why, it's why you go to Florida right there, the Bomkuchen. I'm yeah. not saying it right. That's just how I say it. But yeah. So then we got that for later. So that was awesome. So we carried that. And then, then we all met at Magic Kingdom and we did Space Mountain, which I had never done before. I was, I'm, I'm not much of a thrill person, oh. um, but my friend really wanted to do it. And so I was like, I can do it. And then we did it and I, it was not. I had made it much worse in my head. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> goes 35 miles an hour. It's not super fast, but yeah. Yeah. So, I, so that was super fun. Then we went to Jungle Cruise because we those were all these were all Genie Plus, and I cannot recommend enough doing Jungle Cruise because I love puns. Okay. And then going funny. to Skipper Canteen to eat. Oh, no, it's a, like, a double play right there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and the food was so good. It was, and everyone said that, not just me for having run a half marathon that day. Like it was so good, or I guess the day before. Um, and then we did like Big Thunder Mountain, Pirates, Magic. The Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor at the end of the night was incredible. It was so fun. And we he had never done Seven Dwarfs Mine Trains. So we got in line while the fireworks were still going on and we had less than a 20 minute wait. That's a miracle right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, but I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you guys really did it right though. I mean, you got to do a ton of attractions, have some good snacks, have a great sit down meal. I mean, stack the genie plus he didn't have long waits. I mean, what, what a great way to kind of wrap it. I mean, I know you had a little bit of time on Tuesday there before you headed back to Chicago, but I mean, there's something to be said about that last night, right? You want yeah. that last night to be full of like, there's some, I think a lot of our, you know, people listening today, like that last night in the parks, you want to almost be frantic. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to like 
feel like you're getting your money's worth. You got to get in as many great Disney experiences as possible. And that's exactly what it, this is exactly what my last night always sounds like. Like I got to get one more ride, you know, one more thing. And that's kind of the best of the best thing here. For sure. And, but it always is nice. I, I, we always know when our next trip is, I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's a good point so I don't too. feel sad when we leave. So how'd you close out your last day? Cause you guys flying home, but you still did something that morning. Yeah, so we learned while we were at Skipper Canteen that because we previously had a Steakhouse 71 breakfast reservation for the next day so we could park at Contemporary, walk over to Magic Kingdom because I usually like to wave goodbye to the castle. Uh, but we learned that our friend had never been to Animal Kingdom. And so we thought this we have to take him there for at least a little bit. And so we really were just going to hit a couple of the highlights. We didn't have much time. So and plus we wanted to sleep in. We had to pack up the room and everything. So we did the safari and then we did buy an individual lightning lane for Avatar, um, the flight of passage. And so that was really fun. And then I think we did tough to be a bug and then went to the airport. And you bugged out of there. Yeah. So besides all this, I mean, we talked about so much today and it's been so much fun. I appreciate it, Marcy, because it's like I didn't get to go. So I just got to virtually go here for the last, you know, 50 minutes or so. But give me real quick besides the PR, I mean, obviously that's going to be the highlight of the trip and also spending time with your friends. Is there one more kind of little nugget that you're going to remember this weekend for that maybe we didn't mention? Cause I always like to, you know, look back on trips and they always kind of have like one little thing that was, you know, maybe like when I was, when we were at Disneyland, like I lost my wedding ring for like an hour. I couldn't believe it. Like we were all scrambling over at us, uh, the jumper smokehouse or whatever the place in DCA. Uh, the the counter service place like I thought I lost mm-hmm. it. I left it back in the hotel room it fell off but I was freaking out like I'll never forget that trip from that moment it wasn't a positive one but I will never ever forget that trip because of that was there anything like this is going to stick with you besides the PR for this trip well I know we talked about it and Michael and I go so often the two of us and we have great time and we have kind of our routines but honestly the waiting in line with our friends because many of them have kids and so we just got to have these uninterrupted conversations and catch up. And we all went to undergrad together. And so it was just like being in one of my favorite places on one of my favorite weekends of the whole year with some of my favorite people mm-hmm. was was really and truly incredible. And I feel like that's what I'm gonna take away from this particular weekend. And, and my mom and dad being at Main Street and making it to the finish, like all those people there like touched, you know, just being excited and, and touching my experience in different ways is just really special. I love though. It's about being with your friends, with your family at the place you love. And, uh, you know, I love, I know that you guys get to go quite often and that's really special because you guys get to just keep building those memories together and with friends and family each time, which is super cool. So Marcy, again, congratulations on the PR and thanks for taking the time today to take us down to Walt Disney world. You know, just a recent trip last weekend. And I uh, can't wait to talk to you again uh, with uh, your upcoming adventures. Yeah, thank you. All right. Don't forget, our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. And right now, we are booking and very busy. We want to help you with 2025 Walt Disney World packages. That's right. And guess what? You can get. Now, this is not till 2025, so don't get your trunks on yet. You know, everybody's getting excited, your swimsuits. But for 2025, you get to visit the water parks free, complimentary on that arrival day. So that's a little perk that's coming back. So we want to help you plan that Walt Disney World vacation for 2025. Of course, we can still do 2024 right now. I mean, 
it is only March. We got plenty of time left there. We could also talk about Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line Adventures by Disney, but we are standing by to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World vacation for no additional cost to you with lots of great booking bonuses. It uh, extra booking bonuses right now for the 2025 packages. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you sincerely to our patrons. You guys make our show possible. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. This past week, it was all about me discovering a place called Brahms Ice Cream and Hamburgers down in Springfield, Missouri. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And Whataburger down in Springfield and Bucky's. I know everybody knows about Bucky's. I'd never been to one. It, it, it was a beautiful sight to see 100 gas pumps all lined up. I couldn't believe it. And I had to buy a hoodie that had a big beaver on it. It was wild. So if you want to hear a show that's not about Disney, it's not really about anything. It's called Mike in the Midwest coming over patreon.com slash BR guest podcast. We'll have a live show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. You can call in. That's our call-in show, so we want to hear from you. All the places, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Give us a call there and follow me on the social media at Be Our Guest Mike. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We'll be back again on Wednesday with more of your listener questions. But until then, for Marcy up in the Windy City, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.